is chilling. What more can I say? Top billing. What up, everybody? This your man, Bill Bellamy, and this is Top Billing, the number one podcast for the culture, the movement, and the discussion. I am really excited about my guest today. This man is the icon oh. when it comes to making fantastic films. He is a movement in the culture. He is a, a heartthrob to the ladies. He's cool <laughs> with the fellas. You've seen him in iconic films as Minister Society. Um, love Jones, the Frankie Lyman story. You see him every week on Power Book to Ghost. My good friend and Mr. Extraordinaire Lorenz Tate is in the building. Can we make some noise for Mr. Lorenz Tate? People? Hey. Wow. LT. I got, I got, man, for that, I got to take, I got to take yeah, the You got to get comfortable. Let me, let me get, get comfortable, man. Okay, before we even start, man, I want to just say this to you. <laughs> Mr. Bill Bellamy. First of all, that was an extraordinary introduction, so thank you for that. Absolutely. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I know this is your show, but... But you're going to probably I'm take a, over. You're damn right I'm going to take over. <laughs> and I'm going to start by saying congratulations on having an incredible show. Thank you, I've man. I've been watching you and what you're doing. Um, you're just, you know, always taking it to the next level, doing things for the culture and for the industry, yeah. um, for us. And I appreciate you. You know, you always motivate me. One of my biggest uh, <laughs> motivations is, Billy, listen, Bill Bellamy, the hustler. Thank you, It man. is no game out here, man. Let me give you a little bit of, uh, you know, your, your flowers, man. Okay. We want to talk about, you know, things that I've done. I want to take a moment and Talk about the things that you've done. Let's take it back to one of your first movies. Thank um, you. What is it? Which one? Ed Lover. Uh, and, um, who's the man? Who's the man? First movie. One of your first films, man. Yes. You've been in movies uh, like uh, 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 Love Jones, mm -hmm. which is a, a, a special. Our, our movie. Our, you know our film. We're going to talk about Iconic that. movie. Oh, man. Uh, projects that you have done. You you started out also with um, Deaf Comedy Jam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jam, Real stuff. Obviously, you, your days in uh, MTV, but when you made that transition as an actor, man, to be able to do things like, let's say, the film Love Jones and uh, TV shows like Fast Lane. Yeah. <laughs> Come I don't on, know how I did come, it, man. come on, man! You'll be able. I, I no you know idea. what I'm saying? I don't. I don't want to have to bring up cu cousin Skeeter. Yeah, man. But the, the fact that you've been able to do so much, both in making that transition in a real way mm -hmm. from a comic comedy to you know doing these movies, how to be a player. I mean, that really spoke to you. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I was you, living that yeah, life. You was living like that, that life. You, know you was really saying? in the streets. I was in and the streets listen, at that time. Listen, I was. I'm, listen, you ain't gonna be dry snitching up in here, but I was there. You was I, with me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know, yeah, I know yeah. about we that. But was, we, was, we, was we was out there doing in those streets. We didn't, you know, it didn't we make were, it. We were young. Yeah, we, we were young. Do what we wanted. We, yeah, yeah. There was we, no Instagram. No, no it didn't no make it. It did TikTok. not. It did not make it to the movies. But I'm glad that you were able to do those kind of movies where you were a leading man and doing your thing, man. Continuously working in television, always grinding. Yo, just in general, I, I, and I don't want to spend too much time on you because we got to talk a little bit about. Yeah, what I've do done, but, but I want to say this. No, no, no. I want to talk about, yo, you were one of the first brothers that had one of the craziest um, Hollywood deals. Remember yeah. you back in the days when you can get <laughs> I got the the, bag. The, these crazy <laughs> deals because what happens like wow. agents or I should say studio execs and network execs were always looking for, for the, comics, next, the next the funny ne guy, the next yeah. to build, you know, uh, a TV show around. And I remember Bill telling me, um, the kind of deals you were getting, yeah. just the whole, like the whole deal. It was a million deal. dollars. It was a Good million Lord. dollars. Good <laughs> Lord. I was like. It was a million dollars. It was a million dollar deal with NBC. I'll never forget that. And I was like, I was like, yo, you, I was like, are those zeros right? Yo, you get, you've been getting the bag. Yo, Billy Blast has been getting the bag <laughs> for decades. That was crazy. Understood. It blew my whole you mind. Know, you know, you know, you was the first person I called when I, when I seen that check. When I was like, I yo. Said, you, and you know what I was thinking? <laughs> Shit, I got to be funny. I got to start cracking some jokes out this motherfucker because. It's the truth. Bro, I wouldn't believe I it. I was like, how are they giving Yo, you, you? I thought it was fake money. It was real money. <laughs> you didn't, you whether you uh, shot a pilot or not, just to have uh, some yeah. take you off the of block. the market. Yeah, they held me for a million. 
for an M. M. Uh, M. Back then, you back pay then, pay or that, play. Pay or play. That means yeah. when you say pay or play, whether yeah. you do a project or not, the check clears. That is like ten million dollars today. Yeah. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It, it was it was really um for those who are watching and listening, the reason why, you know, Lorenz and I can talk like this, we've been friends for over 25 years. And like we were coming up in a game together, you know. I'm coming up as this comedian guy. He's an actor already and he's rocking out. Um, you know, and I'm like coming from the comedy angle and we meet in the middle. That's the beauty of like uh two different types of ambition. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause I remember seeing you on TV as a little kid. I never think I would meet your little young ass. You know what I'm right. saying? And right. we met, for all the people um, that love the culture and iconic movies, we met on uh, Minister Society because you were- It was after, no, no, no actually, was, you know what it was? What was it? It was after Minister Society, it was actually Dead, Pre Dead Presidents. Was Dead Presidents before Love Jones? So, so, yes, it was okay, right there before, you it go. was the movie that I did before Love Jones. Okay. And so I came- Dead Presidents. Dead Presidents. I was out there doing the, you know, the press tour, the campaign. Came to MTV. And I came to MTV. I always watch you uh, on your show, and it was like you, you didn't get. <laughs> what anywhere. year was this? Do you think? I want to say it was ninety five. Ninety five. Okay. Ninety four. Ninety four going into the five. Ni ninety five. Yeah, ninety four, ninety five. We was babies back then. By Boo, the way, we was little babies. We was young. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, I remember that was the place to go. If you did not go see Bill Bellamy. It what you wasn't. You can't get sell nothing you because sell we nothing. were the one stop shop. Like MTV was selling your movie, we were selling your albums, everything. everything. So everybody came through there, yeah. and it was heavily on the music. So when actors could get in there, it was plus. it was a big big to do because it was a part of the culture. You know how big the the music culture is, music, yeah. fashion, everything, right? So I was able to come through there, and I remember the energy was great immediately. Mm. And we hit it off, right? And after we did our interview, it was just like... But this is the funny thing. I, I don't know if I ever told you this. So when I'm interviewing you for Dead Prisoners, I already seen Menace. Right, 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 right. right. So I'm thinking you old dog. Right, so that's so how you, I'm, you I'm did tell me you, this. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you crazy than a motherfucker. I'm like, yo, man, real talk, we're going to need extra security because uh, this little old dog cat is about to come in here. But then when you came in, you was completely different. So that's when I was like, oh, he a real actor. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. he not really that guy. You, that was a character. That happened quite a bit, man. I would go into rooms, man, and people thought I was going to up pistol on them. You know what I'm saying? Draw down on them. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. no, man, it was, uh, it was a great vibe. And from there... You know, we just stayed in contact, you know, me co coming out from the West Coast to the East Coast, Absolutely. hanging out, showing me around like, yo, man, because we did the movie Dead Presidents in New York. Right. So to come back and to uh, see the city in a different way, you know, we got a chance to party and, 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 and touch the land a little bit. And what people don't realize about the 90s at that time, the soundtrack of the movie was a character. It was a, it and y'all's soundtrack for Dead Presidents was crazy. It was crazy. It, was mean, cr it literally was crazy. You could go right now, Google Dead Presidents soundtrack, listen to it. One it's, of the best soundtracks. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and it's it phenomenal. fit the movie, right? In, 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 in that time, in that era. Um, but no, from then, man, we just became really tight and... Uh, it was the the movie uh, Love Jones. Yeah, that, that was that was the one I had to get my weight up because I was like, uh, I'm I'm about to be in the movie with some real actors. <laughs> I mean, listen, I was like, yo, they can act like they. Yeah. I was the only comedian in the movie. Yeah, and shout out so to every scared. shout out to everybody from that film. You know, all the cast. Um, you know, Ted Witcher who wrote the movie, yeah. obviously Queen Nia Long, Long and. You know, Isaiah. just everybody who was a part of making uh, an iconic classic film and the culture and all the Love Jones uh, family, as we like to call it. Thank y'all for supporting that movie. It's changed a lot of lives. You know how many times we, was made. we talk about. Do you know how many dairies is out here because of you? <laughs> Do you know how many love halls out the there? Love halls in the world because of you? Yo, man, it's so crazy to hear that because, you know, when we meet artists or we listen to a great song, right? Correct. And you and you meet this artist and you're like, hey, man, that song changed my life uh, or it had an impact yeah. that's what we have been able to do with movies like love jones and what we do so it means so much especially to the culture like i i'm, I'm traveling and out on the road and people tell me they've seen it 10 times eight times seven times sure. you know what i'm saying and here's the beauty of you being a talented actor you are one of few people who have character roles that people remember forever like this is the 30 year anniversary. 
this year is coming up on the 30 year anniversary of Men's Society. Men's Society. And oh, dog. we just had the 20 year anniversary of Love Jones. 26. 26. 26 years. 26 20, years of love. 26 Jones. years of love, Jones. So that's a lot of babies. That's a lot of babies going on. Um, 30 years. I can't even believe. Can you believe that you've been around 30 years acting? I, I must have started. Look, and you look 22. I started when I was six months. So I'm actually, I'm 30 and I'm 30 years old. No, 30 little something. Um, I want to shout out, you know, Tyron Turner from Minister Society. That's yeah, my that's my that's day guy, one. That's man. my guy. That's my day one. Also the Huge Brothers and everybody who was a part of that film as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one of those things that continuously move from generation to generation. So shout out to all the Menace fan, old dog, always and forever. Yeah. People you, people, you, people people still call me old dog. I know, but here's the thing, Lorenz. It's it's and this is the reason I did the uh, the podcast was because I want to take people like you and take our fans on a journey on your journey on how you were able to do this that the other because a lot of times people don't really put your whole story together like they see snippets or sure. you know snapshots of your life right. you know what I'm saying you have played these like really dope characters that really stand out like how the hell you do that how do you go from you know old dog to darius love hall completely different dead prison completely different and then frankie lyman wow frankie lyman (laughs) frankie lyman is a whole nother game lane it's like a miles davis slash you know like prince character because frankie lyman was was a young superstar. He was a young superstar. In the 50s? In the 1950s, 60s, who was uh, the inspiration to people like Michael Jackson and a lot of those young um, artists. He was a child star, right? And what he didn't realize is the business side of things. Like Mm -hmm. most people who get into the entertainment, they don't understand there's a huge business side of things. But being a young uh, superstar coming out of uh, a community where they didn't have that happening. At I mean, he all. didn't he didn't know how to read a contract. They didn't he didn't understand those those terms. And he wrote these songs like "Why Do Fools Fall in Love" yeah. and um, uh, a, a bunch of others. But he did not you know get the credit for it, or he didn't get the money for it. Um, and along his journey, you know, he decided that uh, you know. He loved women, right? And that he would marry them. I mean, them. they're really nice. <laughs> yeah, they're very nice. They're very nice. But the thing is, he decided <laughs> to marry them, and 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 it got to a place, and once he had passed away of an of a overdose years later, you know, there was a lot of money that had been accumulated. And, you know, the money needed to go to the rightful oh, heir. Yeah. yeah, who is? Who, who is the? Who is it? And the whole movie about... <laughs> You know, who truly was the rightful heir to his estate or those those earnings because he didn't have any any children um, um, that I can recall at the moment. But, um, yeah, so it was great, man, for me to be able to do, you know, movies like Menace and then do, you know, movies like Dead Presidents and, and Love Jones and to do Why Do Fools Fall in Love. You ask, how do how do I do it, man? Yeah, I that's just incredible, never, though. I, I never wanted to stop. I never wanted to be put in a box. I always wanted to challenge myself. And I felt like these characters and these opportunities were so different. I didn't want to play a bunch of different old dogs. Right, right. Yeah, you jump right out of that and go to something else. The movie that I went to do right after Menace was a movie called The Inkwell. The Inkwell. Yeah, the Inkwell. Yeah, yeah. The the Inkwell. That's the first movie I ever seen that made me want to go to the vineyard. Man, go go because I had never been. You know, I'm from Newark, New Jersey. I ain't never been to no vineyard. I'm like, where is that? That's where people would go. Black folks would go. I didn't even know we went to the beach. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah, we ran. We ran our own thing. Yeah, so we made a movie about it, man, and a coming of age story. Mm -hmm. And for me to be able to say, okay, I'm gonna look and sound so different from old dog that you know. At the time, I thought I was, yeah, people were going to catch on. They didn't catch on until later. They didn't, when I say catch on later, didn't see the the intention behind mm-hmm. those decisions. Correct. Because I never wanted to stay, you know, in one lane. So later on, people begin to say, oh, okay, Menace, the Inkwell, Dead Presidents, then Love Jones? Yeah, man. Oh, okay. 
I always feel like the game or the industry does not give you your flowers the mm. way they should because it's not it's not many of guys like you um, who are able to transform so seamlessly into another character. Mm. You know what I mean? You see a lot of white actors do it. You know, like uh, you go, let's just say uh, Gina, uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Mm -hmm. Like he's he's a stellar actor, Incredible but he can rain. go, like you go to another movie. Yeah. Like I feel like it's so hard for me to make those kind of transitions. I have to really do a lot of work because people know my personality. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? No, no, We we here's the deal. I, I, you, you point out uh, something I think is really important to to know in the industry that we have and this is not about pulling a race car the truth of the matter is for so long you know black folks we we don't govern over the industry in terms of decision making correct right and so we work you know twice as hard and sometimes get you know twice as less <laughs> right yeah, you don't get <laughs> we don't due. get this we don't get our just due right but that doesn't define us and it doesn't stop us right right and so i really feel like you know, things are changing now because I feel like, you know, had there been studio executives or network execs at the time to see what I was doing, mm -hmm. things could have been a lot different. I mean, I'm not complaining. I feel like I've had an incredible uh, journey and the journey continues, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I certainly do know that my career uh, or something in terms of how... Uh, things have played out in my journey. Right. If it were perhaps someone from a different community, you might. Yeah. It, it'd be. It'd be. Now here's. I, I'll be. I would have been getting those million, million dollars, dollars. <laughs> back, back in back in those days. Right. 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 So that's why I was so blown away because right. I felt like I was doing the work, but a lot of times the money you was, wasn't. You, the check wasn't there. It came later. Later. Yeah. It did. It come, for it, guys. It for guys and girls that are. Or actors or who are aspiring actors when you have a career like yours what was your motivation did you ever have points in your career where you felt like oh my god man like you know what's what's going to be the thing for me to break out or i hope this movie like what what kept you encouraged and kept you persistent well, honestly man i just kind of kept my head down mm -hmm. i just stayed true to the work and the art artistry You're right you know i didn't really want to get caught up into this is going to be the one, mm -hmm. the one to do what, to to make me a millionaire. Right. Um, I felt like that would come. Mm -hmm. uh, was this going to be the one that would change my entire life? Uh, I just didn't get caught up in that. My parents always taught my brothers, Leron and Lamar, and myself to, you know, run the marathon and not the sprint. Correct. And so, as opposed to focusing on the things that I felt like I should have been getting, I was good with what I was. I, and you I made the best of it. Yeah, make the best of it. People don't know how many no's we get. Like, you know how many movies I went up for, and I'm like, damn, <laughs> right? God damn it! But that's part of the, that's yeah, the that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's like, nature, like, like that's I remember, when, I remember when I went up for, uh, and I swear to God, I thought I killed that goddamn audition. And um, who got the movie? What's my man? <laughs> What movie was it? It was for uh, with the girl, the girl who was the Clint Eastwood movie. What was the name of the movie with the boxer? Oh, you're talking about um, uh, yeah, yeah, who yeah. Knows? Um, Million Dollar Baby. So okay, so I auditioned for Million Dollar Baby with Hillary Swank. With Hillary Swank, right? right? And the brother who's an excellent actor who I love. No, 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 no shade on him, but he killed it too. Was Anthony Mackie. Yeah, Mackie. So Anthony Mackie, Mackie and, and Mackie, sure. nice with it. Mackie, woo! Yeah, Anthony Mackie, nice. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was like, I right. gotta go up against Mackie, <laughs> woo! Because Mackie don't do nothing but dramas. Oh yeah. He, so I'm he, like, ah, oh, shit! I gotta go in my, I gotta go in my drama bag. Sure. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't good enough for that. No, one. no, no, no. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's not about you. But you know enough. what I'm saying? It, that, that, that wasn't, you know, that movie wasn't meant for you. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's yeah. So many and other I've learned that, like, you know, what's meant for me will come. You know. But when you first get in the game. You move out to Hollywood and, you know, you've been my friend forever. So, you know, like we we, we push each other. Yeah, we're going to get this. We're going to do sure. that. You know what I'm saying? We've always been like that, you know, tenacious at our dreams and stuff. Have to be. And sometimes you just don't get it. And I don't think people um, see that part of acting. Like you don't get like even 
and you know will smith didn't get every role he wanted he was certain things he even turned down he wished he could have gotten or eddie murphy i saw there was a thing an interview with him and he was like i turned down this animation film thinking nobody would like that and be, it was huge right. you know what i mean because yeah. you never know you, you never it's all know. about choices i mean here's the deal man you no one forced us or forced me to be in this industry so mm-hmm. All the things that uh, I'm able to uh, achieve and attain, I'm really grateful. You know what I mean? Because it's not a force. But there is a competitive side to it. Yeah, we got to have that edge. You have to have the edge. You have to because there's so many people trying to do what you do. People are getting off the bus right now coming to Hollywood trying to be. I just saw 30 (laughs) of them uh, walk across this. And 28 uh, (laughs) of them going back. Yeah. (laughs) 29 of them. 29, yeah, yeah. Like, and, it's a tough game. And here's the deal. It has nothing, you know, to do other than that's part of the game, man. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you continue to, you know, chip at it long enough, you know, laws of it is, you'll, 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 something will happen. You yeah. know, it may not always be what you set out for it to be. I tell all people all the time, you come into the industry, you may want to become an actor or actress, but you might find yourself as an extraordinary writer or mm-hmm. director or producer or an executive uh, of, of, of a network or... Uh, a, a radio station. You Absolutely. just never, you really, never know. And just, that's what's that's what's so great about this. That's bro. what keeps the dream alive because bro. you know just about anything is possible. If right? you can create it in your mind, I believe it's achievable. Achievable. And I use myself as an example. You know, I share a lot of you know my ideas with you, and I'm like, man, you know, I want to do this podcast thing. You know what I'm saying? I oh, want to yeah. do something where I could talk to you, talk to all our friends, cast that's making moves. And you was like, yo, be that's your lane. You should do that. We've always been. We've like been that. talking about this one, whether whether it was a late night show, whether it was, yeah. a, was a daytime talk show. Yes. The fact that we want to be able to have a place, a safe space where right. you and I can talk. Yes. Where people who have come up the ranks the way we have, or new people, need a place to come and talk and and share the stories and the journey, and maybe we can inspire some people, motivate people. Right. This is what we need. So we always share yeah. uh, these things and. Uh, without it always sort of being inside, because when we do interviews and we talk, <laughs> it's like people are like, man, y'all talking in cold. Yeah, like you they see? don't know. Like, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. so much. I mean, here's here's the thing that I admire about about you as an actor and as a friend. You've always been humble, man, and you've never ever changed. And you, but when you go to work, yes, you are full throttle. B, I can't talk to you right now. Hey, yo, B, I hit you back. About yeah. to go knock this scene out. As yeah. many times that I've I've called you and you were on the set. And one of my most memorable times calling you was when you flew to New York and you started on um. On, on stars now this is this is what people don't realize is that your your character councilman state started as a guest star correct and i remembered that yeah. and you was like yo b man i'm going in i'm gonna do this thing you know it's not it's not the big role yet but it's a nice role and i like it i'm gonna see what happened sure. 19 years later <laughs> <laughs> we still rocking yo how yo. did that happen for hey, you man man just the universe how is did working. you go come as as like come on ghosts silently kind of chill and knock it out the park and here come here come that that guest star turn into a recurrent turn into a a Uh, real uh, guy yeah man it's it's amazing i I got it's it's been a great journey the whole entire power universe Mm. shout out to courtney kemp who is you know the the real mastermind behind it she's the beast behind it courtney kemp uh, hey courtney (laughs) yes and my man of course my brother 50 cent yes you know uh he is a power force all the way around. He's nonstop making things happen. Mark Canton. And I got to say, Omari Hartwick, you know, Omari is a a dear friend of of mine, as we all know. And uh, he had worked on a couple things that I was producing. And, you know, we talked about finding ways to work together. And we thought, hey, why not? Let's rock on power. Let's talk to 50 about it. Talk to Courtney. And just timing. I was doing other, other projects. Long story short, um, they got to a place where they found a role that would be great for me. Absolutely. And that was n- actually not Councilman Tate. It was actually um, uh, Terry Silver, uh, the lawyer who represented Ghost while Ghost was in prison. And he started messing around with Tasha, okay. right? Um, so that was the character that I was casted for. But because there was scheduling conflicts, I couldn't do it. And um, long story short, I remember reaching out to Courtney Kemp saying, hey, listen, 
this ain't got nothing to do with agents and managers. Right. This is a brother to a sister reaching out to you. You know what I'm saying? Black excellence. What do you want me to do? I'll come on to the show. Right. I'm happy to do an episode. You know, I'm in. Don't don't worry about my team. Don't worry. I, I'm telling you that I would come and rock out. And she says, we're actually, we're, we're looking to put together a, a character and we're looking for someone to play a young politician. Would that be something that you'd be interested? I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll be into it. And she was like, it's not one episode. It's going to be four episodes. I said, cool. I said, I'm going to be in New York working on something. And once I'm done, I, I'll, I'll roll out. And that's what happened. And I'm happy <laughs> it happened. And she, and she said, I'm going to name the character Tate. I oh, said, hell yeah. Yeah, you I'm got, you got to do go. that. How, how hard can that be to play? And, and listen, it's, it was so dope, right? And she, they allowed me, they gave me some ideas of what the parameters, what the character was going to be. Mm. You know, he's flashy. He's charismatic, charming. I was like, all right, cool. They was like, but he's kind of, he kind of slick. And I was like, yeah, I want to bring some of that to it. Right. I just didn't know exactly what it was going to be. So I felt like when I walked into a room, it's like, what's up? What's going on? My brother, you right. know, how you doing sister? Hey, there's the baby over to give a hug and a kiss. High five. Everybody, everything's good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then you get to see really who he is behind closed doors. Yeah, he'll motherfucker though. He'll, yeah, oh yeah, he'll, he'll turn it, flip the switch on you in a heartbeat. I did not know he was that dirty. Like I, like the way he, you, you had it, well, the arc of the character, because when I first, I was right. like, oh yeah, that's dope. He's smooth, he's coming up in the game, young Barack Obama. Then yep. I say, oh, he's slick out oh, there yeah. in them streets. Well, the, the, the show Power is all <laughs> about duality, right? So yeah. what you see here may not be what's really behind closed doors. What, you know, dealing with all the characters, they have this, you know, sort of facade or what they present, mm -hmm. but what the reality is something else that applies to Rashad. Again, this person of the people, the person who's gonna make a difference in your life and your community, but he's skimming money from, you know, the Queen Child Project. <laughs> he got to he got to live. The brother got ah, to eat. And you get these these uh you get these pretty intense uh, love scenes. I don't understand. Yeah, listen, I, I didn't listen, bro. Listen, bro, you, me... were, you were more stressed than get on my nerves. You know what I'm saying? I probably had maybe one or two love scenes, maybe a couple kisses. Y'all get down with the get down. Is it in your contract? <laughs> they they put <laughs> seems like it. God damn. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Bro, so, you you what's up, man? I why why realize, I never get bros like this? Listen, man? This I didn't realize that when I was going to do the show that. The councilman, like the politician, what you know? You single, right? He's single, but, but, right? But I didn't think that was gonna be. The, excuse me, I didn't think it was gonna be the case because you know the show was about other people. Yeah, and you mm. know they were like, it's all a matter of time. Okay, for councilman to have to peel off his shirt and Bro, drop you're trowel knocking, you're and, knocking and, things and, around <laughs> it on the show. I'm like, yo, this is disrespectful. I'm so like, I got my kids watching. I'm like, Uncle, Uncle Tate, that's <laughs> Uncle Renz ain't really doing that. That's yeah, acting. This is acting. <laughs> Let everybody know it's just acting. It's just acting, right? <laughs> but but like I I'm gonna segue into this because this is really hilarious, right? You, Morris Chestnut, and Shamar are three of my friends, Shamar Moore, by the way, who are heartthrob type dudes. Like, like hanging out with y'all is just pandemonium. Like, 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 <laughs> like when I'm by myself, I'm okay. When I'm with y'all, it is pandemonium. I mean, we go to the mall. We we walking around. We had a fundraiser. Lorenz, oh my God, Lorenz. <laughs> and you are so good with it. How do you handle having this sort of amazing reception from your fans like how do you handle I, that? listen i i love the reception from the fans right and it feels like we're already connected because they watch our films they right. watch you know they <laughs> kind of grow with you um for me i just want to stay grounded because mm. those are the people that's going to always be there Correct. you know what i mean the fans are they're they're they're, they're loyal and mm -hmm. so when i'm able to have that warm reception it's, it's it's important now not every time that i can spend the kind of time that you like to do yeah, with, but with you, your face. But they don't know you shy. Yeah, I'm a little shy. You kind of shy in real life. I'm, I'm a little, but I'm, I'm like, like this is the funny shit that people don't know about <laughs> Lorenz Tate. We will be somewhere and he will get swamped and disappear. In the middle, I'll be <laughs> yeah. like, Renz, so we going to go get some. No, no, Renz. Let, let, let's get it real. Bill, when it comes to your fans, <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? When it comes to Bill's fans, which I love. Okay, go. Bill takes the time yeah. To really connect. I overtalk. I, you, you over, I'm sorry, I overtalk. You, you, you're a little overtalker. A little bit. A little bit. A little overtalker. 
I like to take pictures. I like to hug. What's up? Everybody but you got a time limit. Your, your, your clock, your clock is like at about a minute thirty. Because I'm telling you, if it's 400 signatures to sign, you're gonna do about 25, and all you're gonna see is a hat. You're gonna be gone. Boom. You know what I'm saying? They poop the hat. But Bill, on the other hand, oh my God, am I doing too much? Oh, he loves am I doing it. too much? Bill loves it. Bill loves. It. He wants to talk to everybody, and he wants to. Do, and he's so professional. And he wants to. They want to do jokes. And they want to do this and that. And Bill. His voice, he's so boy, his voice carries. Oh my God. He's like a theater actor. <laughs> so he holds court. That's why what, you what's leave the, me. And, and Yo, I'm like, and I, I, I gotta be honest with y'all. This brother has left me <laughs> over 60 times. He's like, B, I'm not doing no more talking. You can be, B, do your do your do your seminar. I'm gonna go eat. Right. Cause you cause you're ready to eat and do what you gotta do. Right, we got we got a time set. There's only so much time <laughs> in the know, day. I'm right. Sorry, and man. it's great. So we do. Take the time for those who yes. support us. We love it. It's, yes, it's enjoyable. Absolutely. But sometimes, B, they don't even want to take that much time with you. It's me. You just it, love I'm it. I'm doing too much. Yeah. Okay, I'm You sorry. fanning out on the fans. I'm just saying, man. I, I just know people don't realize, you know, when you they see you in, as, you know, Councilman Tate and yeah, you no, and you macking love. them down. And then, you know, Love Jones, you just beating the brakes off of uh, Neil Long <laughs> in the movie. Not, and then you, in real life, you just want to go home. I just felt, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm you a shot. Like, I'm, I'm you actually... And OCD. This is another thing people don't know. Oh, the man, man is the cleanest person <laughs> in the world. I mean, before COVID even, yo, I never seen nobody wipe off a dashboard. Wipe off everything. Everything get wiped. Like, he don't play. Man, what? Everything. Yo, here, B, put this on your hands. Okay, B. You see how Bill... But I'm saying, when did you start being OCD? I've, I've been like that. Since oh, you, you know him. You know him. I just smell... I got a little... You know, that's, you why, all, that's you, why my hands are always you ashy. Have, you Let me tell y'all why my hands... If you ever, pre -COVID. Pre -COVID, if you ever see my hands super ashy, it's because I washed them 300 times. A thousand times, times a, day. a day. It's crazy. I got to stop. You got to let go. You got to let your hands get and dirty. So, and so when we, when we, when we, you know, go out, we have some, some food or dinner. I'm like, yo, yo, B, you... We just played 19 games of basketball. You, ain't you, you watch, watch your hands. <laughs> Motherfucker sweat all on you. Yeah. You done high five. You got 30, 30 different dudes germs. sweats. You got germs all, all over your hands. While you eating your French fries. What, what you doing, bro? Hey, I'm just saying. Some you home OCD, You know bro. your mama. I mean, I mean, I'm just letting the world know some real some stuff training. about it. And you also, for people who don't know, he is the only person in the world that introduced me to vegan food first. He the first person <laughs> that told me I need to stop eating meat. And I swear to God, it was the most painful experience. I don't know if there's any vegans on here. When you go out with a vegan, they tell you everything that chase like chicken right. that just like beef um, what what is it um, uh, it tastes like chicken <laughs> it does it doesn't uh, taste like chicken oh my I, god I listen it. to me chickpeas quinoa <laughs> Oh my God! Yo, Being, hanging out with you is the I'm worst. I'm a little, I'm a little boring. It's I know. the worst. You I eat know. healthy. You, 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 everything is from the ground. <laughs> I'm sick of you. From the when, to the same. <laughs> I'm sick listen, of him. You can't listen. have, you can't have nothing in this Yo, house. B, ain't no Chick Fil A, no nothing. B gives me the hardest time on everything, but I'm gonna tell you where the, the times that you give me the worst time. What's that? Is when we play some ball, right? Okay. So let, let, let's talk about our basketball. basketball. You know what I'm saying? Well, basketball. How much you shoot? Or me? Bro. You haven't found a shot that you did not like to take. Why not? This motherfucker, you it's shooting open. from the locker room. Your I'm shot, open. yo, is not that wet. I'm not open. No, bro. I mean, I'm just saying. So, so sometimes my, my shot wet though. Sometimes it once, is. Once if he month, get on a roll, you will never. not leave it down. Yo, the brother has stats. He keeps yeah, up I'm with a, his stats on a pickup on a pickup game. Don't nobody do that but me. On, only Bill. And, hey. and and so for all those who play ball with Bill, who want to who want to who want to say the open. things that I'ma say, I can say it. Y'all can't say it because that's my man's. <laughs> Y'all talk greasy to him. Then we all you know we got what I'm problems. it's problems off top because you the type. See, Bill and I we we fight on the court, right? So we'll be on the same team. And me and the B, only fight we ever had was playing basketball. I think couple, yeah, it, it just, was. Like, it just like, got like, wasn't a fight. It was just like intense. a real intense, because you know why you brought B, to B, it. B, it ain't serious. You, you, you start clapping. <laughs> B, 
Because you be you barking. not Kobe, B. You, you not Kobe. Swear to God, everything, every shot. I'm like, yo, that mid range is cool, but that long range is not your lane. Stay mid range. It's all right. Uh, so if I let's just say I, I come in, okay, I might miss a shot, or I might, you know, miss a layup. Lt, L, come on, L, pass me the ball. I'm like, bro, I'm right but underneath. You my point guard. I know, but if I'm under the rim, B, I'm not gonna kick it back out to you half right, court. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. So, but so, in the moment. In so the moment, me, I'm so too high. So people are like, are they on the same team? Because we ready to knuckle up. I'm like, you know, he's he, he much taller than me, so I'm, I'm up here with him. I'm squaring up with him. They're like, yo, who is yo, this dude? Yo, I'm going to tell you one of the most. Ready I, to sock him in listen, the mouth. I have so much footage of us playing two-on-two. Two. One of my favorite, I, I went into, like, this is back VHS days when we used to have a carry out little Sony. Yeah, little, we got the little camera. Little handheld. Mm -hmm. And so I had one, and LT had one. I will never forget this. You came to the beach house. We out in Malibu, and we had a Baller. hoop out there. And it was it was me and you against Ron Workman and uh, Eugene Caldwell. He yes. was the production guy. Right. And what was our nicknames? Okay, so Pen Penny Hardaway was was, <laughs> was the man in the back then, yeah, yeah. and, and, and obviously Shaquille O'Neal. So right. I was dime Hardaway. Right. You see, Penny, I'm dime because I'm dropping dimes. dimes. Right, right, right. And that's Bill O'Neal. <laughs> So that I was, was my like, name, Bill I was, I was like, and once we not going to work on the ass, we was what? giving the a, a business, man. Oh man, we used to we used to go on to different courts, man, oh, my and God. think we had okay, our two men thing it down. Was, too. It was it was Dime Hardaway and, and Bill, Bill O'Neill. Bill O'Neill, man, we should have had shirts. We should have had shirts. <laughs> Could have had shirts. We should have had shirts. See, this is this is the extent of our friendship, man. We have had some of the most iconic moments together as friends traveling you know sometimes we end up in same cities a lot of the same cities um, doing charity work I doing things for the communities and I want to tell know. people one of my favorite it's a couple stories that is really funny but this one I never told this is uh when uh Chris Tucker had just finished doing Fridays we went all went out he's on fire yes but he couldn't get in the rain do you remember when uh, Keyshawn Johnson had rain and they oh, would not yeah. let Chris so, Tucker so, in because so he had was, on jeans? So this particular um, uh, establishment. Was it on um, Robertson? Nah, was it, it Robertson it, or Beverly? I can't remember okay. exactly. But this particular restaurant was Keyshawn Johnson, football star, um, black owned. It was sexy, grown, was real, real, southern but, right, food. But it was one of those things that it was a strict dress code. Yeah, it was. Right? And you could not get in there if you had on baseball caps or, or sneakers or, or whatever. Baggy jeans. Whatever it was. And which was a little weird for us because that was our whole get yeah. down. But we always knew how to, you know, But see, we had, we, we had fixed it up a little bit. But yeah. we was with Chris. He looked like he just came out of Fridays. Yes, he was so, <laughs> so, Smokey. <laughs> so he, he looked just like Smokey. Right. So we come up to the, to the thing and they hit him with the five fingers. And he was like, man, I... What's wrong? <laughs> it's like, hey, bro, you got some pants in the truck? He was like, what? He was like, man, I'm dressing. They was like, nah, bro, no, you can't get in. What you mean I can't get in? Yes. And, yo, yeah. he started <laughs> Wow. Wow. you know, this is, once again, you just disappeared. Yeah. You, just, you was like, I'm not doing all this. So you kind of said, well, you was eating. Yeah, I, I snuck into the, the, the way. <laughs> Let them figure that out. They I were, love you. I love you, CT. But let me go ahead and yeah, get to this, Chris, this fried chicken. Chris was hot, right? So guess what they end up doing? At the end of the night, they would not let him walk in the front where everybody. Man, we, they made him go around the back and gave us a table by the exit. Man, they made him walk through like it was the nineteen thirties, <laughs> walking into a, a whites only establishment, and we was like, yeah. "Yo, keep showing." Yo, he, we yo, thought you, this was black owned. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought we was good. He was man, like, "Yo, fam, I, no disrespect, back. no disrespect. Y'all go around the back and y'all sit over there so people don't see y'all in here with the hats on yeah, or whatever." whatever. Yeah, but we, we shout we, out to Keyshawn. Yeah, you gonna had, remember that? Yeah, moment. we had we had a lot of great moments just. Yeah. Spending time here in uh, L.A., spending time in my hometown, Chicago. Chicago. Y'all would come out for the Tate Brothers Foundation. We would always have people come in. i take you over to the west side. we go see Grandmama. Um, it was great. You know your get... Grandmama got the best fried chicken, and yeah. she cook it with, with butter. Uh, yeah, sure. Not my, all. Yeah, yeah. So my grandmother. Just chunks of butter. Yeah, so that's just what. Just throw a chunk of butter in the pan <laughs> and throw the chicken in there, and it's, it's, it's just golden and it's Golden, beautiful, uh, fluffy, just flaky, just just rich, and uh, uh, a cardiac arrest is right, waiting for you I at never, the end of it. I, I was like, are you sure we can eat this? You just, just eat it, bro. Yeah, because that's what she eat do. It, she, this is what my grandmama do. Man. My mother's mom, she would break down the chicken. I whole, love she could break it family. down. She would, um, she, would, she would put it in, you know, the, 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 the season it up. 
and um, put it in in butter. It was not oil in it. It was just straight butter. That's my 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 mom's mom, who's the West. My dad is the, on the, obviously the Tate side. Um, but yeah, man, it was uh, one of those things that I had to introduce you. That to. was that was my baptism to yeah, the Tate family. Yeah, to the West Tate family. The yes, West Tate, Tate family. Tate, yes, yes. And speaking yes. of Chicago, which no one else, no one. Rise for the city like you do, Chicago. I mean, there's I'm sure there's a few people, but like yeah. my personal friends, how they ride for your city. You love Chicago. Correct. You are a a, a beacon for that city. Yes. I love what you're doing now. Yes. You know, outside of acting, what you're doing in the city. Tell people about you know what you're doing, uh, lending your your expertise and your influence in the in the, in the community. Well, first and foremost, man, <laughs> um, shout out to everybody in the shy. It's one of those things that Chicago would not allow my brothers, Leron and Lamar and I, to disassociate ourselves or disconnect oh, from the no shot. Even though we spent most of our time here in L.A., you know, we spent um, just as equal amount of time uh, in our free downtime in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And the city just always embraced us. And we always wanted to carry that with us. And our mother and father always said, never forget where you come from, right? right. And so it's been always a part of who I am, being from the shy. And the things that we wanted to do was sort of give back. Anytime that we understood where, you know, folks were marginalized or people did not um, have some of the things that we were experiencing, we always wanted to find a way to sort of give back. So we created the Tate Brothers Foundation um, that focused on sickle cell disease, um, on other health matters that affected the black community when it started in Chicago. And then it began to really branch off into a bunch of different things from education and then we start finding out about you know more financial uh, literacy uh, issues and just the fact that you know today we look look around and you know what they call a uh, redevelopment which is really gentr gentrification is happening in the very places that I grew up and where my family where they are and so we've been finding ways to just sort of give back and you know more than just give back find ways to be a part of redeveloping the community in which I come from that eventually will move most of the people who look like you and I out of those communities and be displaced. While we have so much, you know, you 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 see the rise in crime, you see you know, um, you know, uh, unemployment. When you displace people, they're trying to figure it out, right? One second. Let him just go. Right. <laughs> he having fun. Right. He having fun. So so you know what we found ourselves looking um, to Chicago. Uh, in the communities, things that we felt were really important, right? And we're like, listen, man, there was a time where uh, on the south side of Chicago in a, in a, in a, in a community called Bronzeville, mm -hmm. where black folks really thrived. Absolutely. We had our own hospitals. We ran our own grocery stores, our department stores. We ran our own banks. We governed over ourselves. We had our own police departments. We policed ourselves. And this is at a time where, you know, Black folks was coming out of the South, right? Yeah. You know, r out of Jim Crow during this great migration, the greatest migration um, known to American, um, you know, history. history, right? Mm -hmm. Six, seven million black folks moved from the South to the Northwest um, and, um, you know, towards the East. And that being said, this metropolis in Chicago, Bronzeville, uh, was really you know, populated by black folk, but all doing the things that were necessary to thrive as a community. And we didn't have to lean on nobody else. Self-sufficient, right? Yes, and so we did a podcast series about it. Um, it's sort of theater of the mind. But what that said to me was like, oh man, there was a time that we really ran it. What changed? What happened? We have to get back to that. Yeah. We have to have our own, you know, uh, banking systems that we can thrive in. So when people go into a bank to get a loan, Right. To start, you know, a future for their their, their uh, families, open up a business or to buy their first piece of property that they don't get the runaround. They're not redlined. They're not, you know, escorted out. Right. Or to be able to have access to the nat the, 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 the resources that we feel that are necessary, whether well, it's health. They are to have a yeah. thriving community. You have to have access to resources. And that that's what I, I, I'm, I'm about, too. It's like. What I see you doing in Chicago is incredible because you're getting you're there with the developers. And We're there with the developers. And you're and at, the, at the beginning stages. A lot of times we get there at the end and it's too late. Nah. It's all laid out. And be, you and can't get in. Listen, you can't. No rent for you. And, and before we even get to the developers, man, we got to get down to the to the to the politicians and the, uh, the city officials and all the people who 
have that access and yeah. what this is and the, the lawyers city planners. city planners you got to do a lot there's a lot of red tape yeah, there's a lot of man. things it's and, an interesting and world it's a really interesting but i'm very intrigued by it and i'm always encouraging more of us to get involved right mm -hmm. and so that's what we're doing back home in chicago redeveloping community uh developers and finding ways to really connect so that you know, the, the folk and the, the people who come from the neighborhood, whether it's from the west side where we're from or the south side or north side, wherever, with, where we are, we don't have to be displaced. We don't have to go nowhere, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. And so, and so we can make it, make it what I have been able to see in places like Los Angeles or places like New York where, you know, the communities are thriving. South side of Chicago is thriving right now. It's really bustling. It's now is the West side. We're, we're doing that and we're looking for do, doing things. So I'm really excited about that. That's like I said, thing, you know, you love, you love Chicago because we also got a really great comedy scene. Great comedy and gr fantastic food. Great food, great um, art, um, museums. Oh it's a really beautiful place. And what we want to try to do is change the narrative yeah, that, you know, black folks are not inherently uh, uh, violent and we're not, you know, prone to violence. I mean, just some of the circumstances and oftentimes what media typically do, do they take the lowest essence of us and give it the greatest uh, light. light. Yeah, And it's like, time. wait, stop that. You know, there's so, none of the good stuff. Yeah, you got, there's so much more for us to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, man, I, I just, uh, I feel really blessed and I feel great that I have a family that's behind me. Um, you know, my brothers, Laron Lamar, my parents who are still rocking with us and, yeah. and family in Chicago. Obviously, my queen who is supporting me and my my, my, my children, yeah, my four this boys. Is the thing yeah. that people don't know about you. You, you yeah. are... You are so old school family. Like yeah, you are a really man. a traditional family so man. So are you, yeah. Bill Bellamy. No, I, 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 I mean, listen, I know yeah. LeBron's take. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No, no, I mean, listen, I'm listen. Good. Let, me, let me just tell you about. Let me tell you. I often say to my boys because they they love Uncle Bill and what they see you do. Mm -hmm. Well, Bailey and, and Baron, man, it's just amazing. The fact that you do all these multiple things right. where you're so multifaceted. Yo, B stays on a plane <laughs> getting that bag, but he's always there. Yeah, man. You for have the to. family. That's you the always balance. there for KB. You mm -hmm. always there for the children. Mm -hmm. And you make a balance. And also for the friends and people who rely on you. You know, we carrying a lot of people on our yeah, shoulders. Yeah, we man. got we got some bricks back there. Yeah, we have, for sure. And I, I, and I just want to say like what I love about what you do, man, you're just as passionate about your career as your family. And yes. you no matter how tired you are when you get off the plane, you hit the carpool. <laughs> man. And you because because I need another day Listen, that relates so to the plane. So, so Bill calls me in the morning. He's the I'm, we both fresh off the plane. Oh, Ain't no stops. There's no thing. You pass go. You pick up those kids. We taking the boys to school. We taking everybody dropping off school. We be we boom. We picking the kids up. We finding out what's happening for dinner. We are doing making sure that the homework is done. We're yeah. involved, right? It's and then we have to make time for the ladies. Yes, we got to make time for your queen. You got to make time. I got to make time for my queen. You got to make time for your queen. And and people don't know there's there's a, a you know fun fact that uh, we both was were in each other's weddings. Yeah. You stood up in my wedding, I stood up in yours. Yeah. And we've been rocking, man. And it's just great to be able to have the support system because Absolutely. when you have a foundation that we have uh, strong women who can really, be honest, right, just caring and understanding and Pushing supportive, you. man. It's, mm. it's, it's so important to have that. I'm pretty private when it comes to a lot of stuff. Bill's like, man, how come you, you, you never... I said, I talk about the family, but you know my private... Life is the it's one yours. thing. It's the one thing that I can feel like I can control a little Absolutely, bit or yeah. have it because everything else is like you and I. We're out for the world. We out for, for the people, and, and you know, so everything goes. Yeah, I respect but, that. But, I mean, yeah. I, I think like um, what's beautiful, and I mean, and this is this is in my book. I talk about how I feel like my family is the only thing that I have that I created for me. Yeah. And I didn't realize that at the time before I became a dad that how important you know, um, having a family of your own grounds you, but it gives you purpose. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, I don't ever feel like, oh God, I'm too tired to be with my kids. I'm too tired to go to this. No. I just do it. No, for me, <laughs> I just it, do it, it. but it, it, it's a reset for me. Yeah. I love coming home. I love being a part of the family. I love that balance, man. It's what keeps me going. I look at them and I'm like, 
that's a reflection of me. Absolutely. That's a reflection of Thomasina. Man, mm. I love the fact that and we And you got down. four sons that look up sons. to you. You yes. know, one of them bigger than you now, but we're Bo- not going to Both of them. About Miles is bigger than and me. Zan- Xander is yeah, bigger yeah. than <laughs> Zion and Marley on they their on way. way. Mm. You in trouble. So you're going to need me to come over there to back you up. Uncle B to the rescue. What What is it like... Um, and I, this just recently happened to me. Has your kids um, ever seen you in a role and watch you, watch you? Like like, like you yeah. at home and your movie comes on for a second in a scene and the boys are watching their dad on screen. Yes, that's, happen- that, that's happened be- before. How do they feel when well, they see Well, the first you? time it was Miles and Xander when they were a little younger. Okay. We were on a flight back from New York. And, right. you know, I kind of, <laughs> I was telling my children that anything that I as a character that I play, if I played a fireman, that's what I would tell them. Because they were young. So I was right. like, yeah, your dad is a fireman. I'm a fireman. Right. You know what I'm saying? So dad is a fireman, right? right. So they would come on set and they see me on a fire, with a fireman. fireman. Or they, they see whatever the character was. And so on the way back from New York, uh, m- moms, there's a, t- there's a, a um, I think an episode of either uh, Fresh Prince that uh-huh. I did an episode or Family Matters. Okay. I'm, it's the younger version of me. So, and my mother so is young. like, that's your daddy. That's your daddy. And my boys are not trying. They're trying to wrap their minds like, around. Like, how's my daddy a child? How's my daddy a child? <laughs> you know that's your daddy. I'm like, mama, mama, mama chill. Mama, just, mama, just, they just, can't put the math I, I, together. I, I, I supposed to introduce them. So my mom uh-huh. was the first one to sort of put, but it was a little bizarre because it was a super younger version yes, of me. absolutely. And then there's been some things that they have seen, <laughs> um, and it's crazy. So I think when, when they do watch me, it's just like this surreal kind of dynamic. Yeah. And then once it's over, it's over. You know, I'm back to being dead because they don't know me like the rest of the world. Okay. Like the rest of the world has seen me grow up in front up of the in camera the, and all that. Camera, yeah. Where they see like dad, you know what I'm saying? When I'm walking out, I got you know, sleep in my eye, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. Got to write the off my mouth, you know what I mean? I, I'm snoring and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm coughing and sneezing. What like, you know, things that people don't really get a chance to, yeah. to see, right? So my children see me in that way. Yeah. They see me in a way that I don't have to feel like, um, you know, I have to do everything right. There's no censorship. I can be truly myself. And you was teaching me that, man. Um, you know, you had said something to me once that really stuck out that I shared with both the wife and my children. You was like, you're going to see all of me. Yeah. Y'all going to get all of me. You're going to get the happy one. You're going to get the guy who is out there hustling. But you're going to also get the person that sometimes I'm uncomfortable with certain things. Yeah, and, and I'm going to be honest. And I'm going to be honest. And, and I might snap off. Yeah. And what's great about it, even though we might blow a gasket a, 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 every now and again, the one thing is we never cross the line. You know what I'm saying? We, no. ain't, we ain't doing nothing that's crazy to our children or to our wife. But, but they're going to see all life. of that, that energy. Yeah, I, 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 and I said that because I feel like, you know, we've been- I felt good so I can cuss around my kids. Right, right. You can say a bad word every now and then. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sit y'all asses down. down. Okay? Get back in the car seat. That's why I beat y'all ass. ass. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and and I, don't be, I don't be doing none of that. But I, oh, yeah. I, I, I talk a good game. giving them cookies and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, getting back to the kids real quick. I think that being a dad is in a full throttle dad. The whole, the whole pie of you where you get to be- you know, someone who's the leader of the family and the provider, but also a person that's a confidant with your kids and you get to teach and you they teach you. Man, I learned the, so much. I Bro, I learned learning. so much being a dad. Like, Lord. Th- th- like I would have never learned. Like, it, it, people who don't have kids don't know what we're talking about. But when you have kids, you actually are learning backwards. Yeah, man. It's, a, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me, mm-hmm. being a father mm-hmm. to my children and having boys. Um, it's unique because raising them in a world where, you know, they are already deemed as one thing mm-hmm. to the world. I make sure my wife also makes sure that they know that they are can be the best versions of themselves. Absolutely. They can. There's nothing that can stop them, mm-hmm. that they are great, that they are amazing, that they're smart, they're intelligent, they're creative. They they're they're, you know, uh, fearless. Mm-hmm. Um, they're warriors. Uh, they understand love and passion and not to be also a pushover. Like you can be kind yeah, you all daily, but you ain't got to be overly stupid and like you shit. You got to stand up for yourself. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we Let's don't play go. no games. Listen, like, come listen, on Chicago, got, stop playing with me. You got to have a little bit of that edge in you too, <laughs> all of it. Like you say, we got to have all of it. And we had great examples. Mm. We had great examples from my father and my mother, Same as well here. as your mother and father. God rest both their spirits, you know, I miss... Uh, Mama. And, 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 and then when was crazy. And, 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 and William. 
Yo, Bill looks so much like his father. Oh, I remember the crazy. first time I, I seen saw, a picture of myself recently. I was like, oh my God, I, I thought saw, it was my father. When I, when I saw, I saw it was a black and white picture of your father. Yes, I sir. thought it was you. Yeah. And I could not believe it. Yeah. And Karen, and your your sister looks just like your mama. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, yeah. yeah. So and good. my brother Julius was a combo, combo. of the other, other yeah. two. You know what I'm saying? Like Jews, what people, this is love. what I want people to um to really get from this this particular episode of Top Billing is like friendship. Um, hard work, um, perseverance, and and positivity. You always positive. You know, you always push me as as a friend. You always say, "B man, let them see the real you. Don't yeah. don't hold back. Don't be, hold back. Don't be safe. Don't you know what safe. I'm saying? Yeah. Because and, the best part of you is when you're unsafe and you're speaking your truth. Absolutely. And that's some of the funniest thing. Bill has man. There's been many times that we just <laughs> literally laugh in tears, man. And, and, but and, you funny too, cause no one, no one knows <laughs> the stuff that you say when you in the car. Like you be saying stuff when we on the phone that no, I, I be say, like, I yo, you would never say it nowhere. No. But you be saying some of the funny stuff, and I be like, yo, man, if you was a comic, that's the joke. You don't even know. But you just telling the truth. I just telling the truth, man. And we're being honest, and it's a, you know, uh, sort of indicative to our relationship and our friendship and our brotherhood mm -hmm. that we are unapologetically ourselves we respect one another man we encourage each other but we can we have a safe space to be who we truly absolutely. are absolutely yes. and now and now another another hit under the belt you know this 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 role on power book ghost is yeah. just incredible for you obviously you know it's part of the culture i've been part, uh, you're, you're you're part of the i'm culture. a part of that culture again, again man I'm, again. I'm, I'm i'm grateful another man. one yeah another, another one and they and they took care of me How over there too that? oh they took care of me yeah they they loan me five they, <laughs> anything you need brother anything you need. i got you That's all right when you come on when you come on the show we play a game called all facts yes all facts all okay? facts i ask you two questions you get to tell me the truth all facts uh -huh. okay all right Dream role, dream character you would love to play if you thought about it and you could do it, produce it, and be the lead in the movie. What character would you play if it was a iconic character or a, a someone that you would like to play? Like, I always wanted to play Marvin Gaye. Like, I was like, mm. I could do a Marvin Gaye character or something like, you know, maybe play him because he was sort of like a, a star on one end and it was sort of like uh, a darker side. Yeah. Like, or a Donny Hathaway. Right. You know, like, do you have a character like that you would well, play? it's more of a story okay. that I, I would love to tell. And I made mention of it. It's... Um, uh, the, the story about Bronzeville, black folks really doing it on our own. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would love for that to come to fruition. How can we really make um, a way to see that, whether it's a TV show or a, a movie? Uh, I love to see things when we are in control of our own destiny and we see things through our own prism and our lens. That's gangster. All right, top, top billing. Uh, all facts. Question number two for Lorenz Tate. Five prolific Chicago legends to come out of that. Give me five. Uh, Bernie Mac. Pow! You um, better have said Bernie Mac. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, um, um, before Bernie Mac was. Um, before Bernie Mac out of Chicago? Uh I, I don't know why it's it's escaping me. Um, Before turn Bernie Mac, uh, comic. Um, um, Red Fox. No, no. not Red, even though Red Fox uh, from Chicago. Um, what are you thinking? Was in House Party, original House Party's kid's dad. Um, oh, Robin Harris. Ra Robin Harris. That's okay. What so Robin, you got Robin Harris, Bernie, Bernie Mac, Mac um, uh, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones is from Chicago. Originally from Chicago. Oh, the kill. Yes. That's gangster. Originally from Chicago. Um, who else originally from Chicago? Uh, prolific, prolific, prolific. Uh, it could be in any any genre too. It don't matter. Uh, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan is from Chicago. Yeah. I feel for you. Because yeah. uh, yes. I love you. I love you, Shaka. She's still um, fine. She still looks oh, 35. She, uh, beautiful. How she looked the same my whole life. I know, man. I, I know, love me some Shaka Khan. And uh, whether you, you know, he's very polarizing right now, but he's prolific is Ye West. Kanye. Yes, you gotta go with Yay. Kanye. Shout out to Yay. We love you, bro. Yeah. Get, get well. Honor, no, honor, yeah, for sure. And honorary mention to Tate Brothers. Ah! <laughs> yes!
<laughs> Listen, LeBrans, I it is an honor to uh, have you on the show. And let me tell you this. You are a platinum top biller. Do you understand? Wow. There's regular top billers, but by, by top bit platinum is, you hit on every platform. You have two iconic roles that are up on anniversary. Just for people who are watching right now, 26 years of Love Jones and in the Academy as a film noir. That is Darius Lovehall, people. And yeah. Brother Hollywood. Okay, okay, okay. And you know people still hate me because of you. Yes, they Because people loved you more than me. Like, that's the part that I don't understand. Like, he, was, he wasn't shit either. But no, I come to the party with your chick. I, I ain't shit, you know. Toxic but, behavior. Toxic behavior. Dysfunctional friendship. Uh, also, also Minister Society, O-Dog. 30 years. 30 years up. anniversary. And you have, for all the people out there that have seen Love Jones, that know the poem, Ode to Nina. Is it Ode to Nina? No, it's called, it's called A Blues for Nina, Brother to the Night. See, why you got to go back into the voice, though? Say, baby, can I be your slave? I've got to admit, girl, you're the shit girl, and I'm digging you like a grave. Hey. See, I'm going to tell you right now, there was some panties that just fell <laughs> off. If you listening to the audio, that's, that's for, that's drip, for, drip. And 26 if, years, I had to do it. If you listening, drip, drip, and if you watch it, your screen wet. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please give it up for Lorenz Tay. Thank you for coming by Top Ellen, everybody. My brother, my big bro, my big bro, always and forever. I love you, bro. Thank you. I can't believe I said drip, drip. <laughs>